Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to that stupid fantasy football show. I am Tim here today with Adam. What's up, Adam? Hello. 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 Here we are. It is uh, Friday, November 19th, 2021. This is what, week 11? Yeah, week 11. Week 11. We're really doing it. Mm -hmm. We're here. We're here and and we're doing it this week. And we've done it almost the entire season without missing. I think we've only missed one week. I'm One really week. impressed. Really yeah, impressed. Yeah, that's I mean really good. Yeah, the commitment no. level is uh, has been upped in an ante. Uh, the ante has been upped a little bit. Um, thank you for listening. I hope uh, I hope you're still listening. Um, t- tell your friends. Uh, interact with us if you want. We're on Twitter. Um, not that much, but we're there at uh, Stupid FF Show. So Adam, today we played in fantasy last week. Uh, you oh, bested I thought you me. were going to bring it up. <laughs> you bested me. Um, you know what? I wouldn't have brought it up if Popola also won. Um, but since he lost, that was, the, I, that was the easier pill to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so much of an easier pill to swallow because I retained uh, first place in my division. You and I are in separate divisions. Um, so the only, the only difference I think was we swapped one and two seeds, uh, yeah, from last I, I week. Became, I became the top dog. I'm the only yes. seven and three team, which is yes. very exciting. I feel like, I feel like if I win this week, then I'm, I feel like I'm pretty close unless something catastrophic happens to my team, pretty close to locking in a playoff spot. I would say is, so, which is always exciting. I mean, we have a lot of six and four teams, but, um, uh, I think some of the six and four teams, you know, realize that they don't have what it takes to last. Like they mm-hmm. see the writing on the wall because I think there's just been a lot of, you know, just kind of close matchups and like kind of squeaking by here or there. But you look at your team and you got to say to yourself, like, if you have a shot to make the playoffs, I think you have to invest in that. But if you're sitting there thinking there is no way. I'm going to win with this team unless I, you know, make a lot of trades, then maybe you should be selling. 
And maybe you should be stockpiling for next year because obviously you have some good players if you're at that point. You know what right. I mean? Like you definitely yeah. have some pieces there that are getting you these wins week in, week out. But I mean, there's a few teams in our league that are six and four around there, like fringe playoff, maybe not in the playoffs this, you know, this week. Mm-hmm. That just I just don't see them doing anything, you know. They can't they can't make a run and win three playoff games against that opponent though that quality of opponent. Yes. And do you think there is a scenario where if you haven't made those right trades like right before the deadline, like what do you do? Like, do you hope you make the playoffs and like somehow luck into wins? Like, yeah, play the wire. I think any uh, any team can win at any given week. You're just gonna need to roll the dice on some uncomfortable uh, matchups at times. I'm sure um, if you don't have like the ideal team. And guess what? Not everyone will, and you won't either. Um, even if you think you do now, uh, you know, you won't in a few weeks because of injuries or COVID or whatnot, you know, just, or, or uh, a fake vaccination card, <laughs> fake vaccination card that you got, uh, <laughs> that your that your chef, that your chef, uh, read you out on your, your former, your former chef. Holy shit. But this according is, to, according yeah. to Tampa Bay, uh, according to the Bucks, that everything, everybody's cards were legit. So, um, evidently this chef is very upset that AB 84 fired him or let him go because he's trying to get him in trouble. Um, and maybe it could be true. It could be true. And then that leads me to wonder how many people in the league have fake vaccination cards. Right. Um, yeah, that's, that would be interesting to to find out. Uh, obviously maybe no way to know. Um, I mean, it's hard. It's, it's definitely hard. My buddy just told me he wasn't going to get vaccinated. Um, and he had his own personal reasons and I was like, well, you do you, I'm vaccinated. You know, I, I feel safe even around unvaccinated people. Um, but when he was, he's in New York, and he's like started going to bars and they wouldn't let him in. So he's like, okay, I'll get a shot. <laughs> so he went and got a shot and he got like $125 too. So it was when they were trying to like pay people, like get the oh, shot. Nice. So he got the first yeah. one and he got the card. And now he says, I said, well, did you get the second one? Because, you know, the bars out here and the, certain events, you have to show a vaccination card with two shots. He's like, well, I have a vaccination card with two shots on it. I was like, all oh, right. Oh my God. All right. All right. Touche. Touche. <gasps> okay. Um, so I suppose if you have the one shot, you could like maybe just refill in for the second one. Yeah. That's what like people that. are doing. I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. people are really good with Photoshop these days. Um, so it makes me wonder like how many people, you know, mm-hmm. they're maybe faked. I mean, I don't care. Like I, I would just suck if there was a huge outbreak and the season had to pause or had to be put to an end. That would be awful. Um, but it seems as though the outbreaks for the most part haven't been that bad. Right. Um, I mean, there's been a handful, but like not a ton. It hasn't been that bad. It's been abrupt though, when it's happened, which, uh, can be challenging for the fantasy gamer. Just a reminder out there to everyone to, um, you know, set your lineup appropriately. Like if you have two locked in running back spots, two locked in receiver spots, and then you have a couple of flexes, just for example, make sure the guys who you've got slotted in your flex are the guys who are playing latest that week, like Monday or Sunday night, 
or even the 425 game um, because you never know. You could wake up or you, it could even happen before the game. I see yeah. here my rule of thumb, I would say even go beyond that. Just wake up an hour before the game start and check your lineups because you know then you could no matter how you have your lineup set that way you can at least know okay these people are playing well this will help you throughout the day throughout on on a sunday but you might not have your best player in that flex position uh if you do that and if something happens then you're potentially not starting your best player uh in that flex spot you're just starting the player that has the later game well i wouldn't say do that um well, that's you know, what you're I would, just saying. No, I would Is make that... sure to start the you, the players you want to start. Okay. Um, I'm just saying set. So, like, for example, last night I was planning on starting Damian Harris this week, and uh, I, I put him in the running back only spot and not my flex oh, spot. Oh, I see what you're saying. In my lineup. I, I see what you're saying. So yes, I do that in too. case uh, because yes. I have Ezekiel Elliott or I have a player going Monday night. Um, and because if one of them get covid for example or or you've already uh, had a running back spot filled i yes i lost you a little bit there you sorry it's kind of hard to explain yeah 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 you want to get your position players filled because with your flex spot like last week i had a bunch of guys on by i was like all my guys in my bench were either on a buy or hurt except for uh, pat fryermuth Mm -hmm. and i might have had to start him if godwin didn't start so I had my, I, so I had Godwin in my flex spot, you know, just in case. So right. then that way I could switch him out for a fryer move if I had to, because it was a wide receiver running back tight end flex. Um, All right. So say, so here's, an, is that a better way to describe it? Well, I maybe I, I think so. Yeah. Here's another example, right? So say you have a super <laughs> flex league and you have, you have um, the quarterback in the Sunday night game. And then you have the Thursday night quarterback. You want to put the Thursday night quarterback in your QB slot. So that locks it in. So then in case the Monday night quarterback that you're planning on playing ends up getting COVID, you find out on Monday morning, then you want to be able to pivot to something else um, in your lineup instead of getting a zero. Your roster isn't that bare that you're having to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see a Monday that could be, that could be tough. Um, All your guy, if that was the case on Monday, all your guys may have played Um, and you know, you may have to pull some, some kind of drop or something. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't want to lose on something stupid uh, this time of year because any win or loss is really really potentially it's potentially your season or or it's a matchup in the playoffs, which could be your season. A lot of money leagues, if you win the regular season, you get your money back or you win some sort of amount of money. So like, even if you're like, okay, I'm definitely in the playoffs, you still want to try to fight and get that first place. And, you know, that's always nice. It's always nice going into the playoffs in a money league when you you're just playing with house money. You know what I mean? Like it, yes. that's always, and, and usually in a lot of leagues, you get a buy too. So it's like, I feel like you got to play every single week, no matter where your team's at, unless your team is totally busted, you're a fire sale. Then you just got to make sure you're selling all the guys and getting all the guys that you want to keep and, you know, making sure you can compile your draft picks and go accordingly. And then maybe play spoiler for like the people you dislike, which mm-hmm. in your league might be everybody. 
<laughs> and uh breaking news here uh oh. tim boyle is uh going to start for the lions in cleveland this week yikes is that because Goff is hurt yes um okay. he, he was uh he was hurt uh and not practicing this week and also has been terrible but (laughs) just about an hour ago they announced that uh it seems like Boyle is going to start for the Lions he's a third year player went undrafted out of eastern Kentucky with four career passing attempts (laughs) um well dial up your Browns defense in fairness to Goff I don't think Goff is good you know I don't think he's that good I mean obviously he had he looked fairly good with the good offense in LA but I mean, they just have no one to throw to there. I mean, outside yeah. of uh, uh, TJ Hawkinson, Hawkinson, and uh, <laughs> Hawkinstein, Hawkinstein, um, <laughs> TJ Frankenstein, take TJ Frankenstein, and then um, obviously DeAndre Swift, who's having an amazing year, uh, top ten running back. Um, it, I mean, there's just not much there. I mean, their offensive line is good, pretty good, but like, I think they. I mean, that team needs a number one wide receiver. I think they need a bruising, like run up the middle kind of back to compliment Swift. Um, and they just don't have any of that. I mean, I think Jamal Williams is good. I think he's underrated still. But he's still the same sort of running back that Swift is like a pass catching first um, shifty sort of running back. Like, I mean, he's not hitting the holes, you know, like I think I mean, he's not AJ Dillon, but no, he's definitely a uh, new boy. <laughs> AJ Dillon looks amazing. Yeah, he does. I like him. But um, but no, I mean, I think he's he's good um and underrated still. I think this might be one of the the Mike Davis rule here with Jamal Williams, where uh his his name isn't great and he kind of sinks into the background partially he's because good, of that. He's, he's a good player. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. I just think they need like if they had like a Damian Harris type running back to compliment DeAndre Swift. Someone better. Uh, yeah. Someone better. And just someone that can get the, you know, the dirty yards. Mm. Um, because I feel like when defenses know they can stop these backs up the middle, it, it makes it a little bit harder for the quarterbacks. But like, yeah, just a tough situation situation there. I mean, the wide receiving core is just not good. Right. Um, it's so not I don't yeah, know if it's... I'd be going out getting, was it Nick Boyle? <laughs> oh yeah, def- I'm not recommending uh, getting no. him for you, for your OP no, no, for, you, no. for your super flex. Um, no, I'm, uh, but I, I think I'd rather play Jamison Crowder or something. <laughs> yeah, I am definitely advocating for uh, the Cleveland defense this week. Um, yeah, again against Boyle. Yeah, are they available um, in our league? Not in our league. I picked them up last week. Yes, oh, nice. Um, Boyle, Boyle's going to go off. Boyle's going to yeah, go off. This Boyle's matchup's even better, <laughs> better than expected. Yeah, well, they, I mean, Cleveland had a really bad week last week, so mm-hmm. maybe they, you know, are angry. They turn it around. I don't know. That team is so – that the league is so weird this year. <laughs> it's, so, yeah. it's so hard to pin down. I would not want to be betting on – Right. On, uh, yeah. yeah. And that's what everybody's hitting. been saying. Like, it's just so hard to even guess, like, what's going to happen. I really think that extra week um, has taken a toll and it's made the season feel even longer um, than it it is. Well, it is longer. It's an extra day. But it's one week longer. Um, That's a lot in football. That's a lot in football, you know? And like, we're feeling the effects. 
and I feel like with COVID and stuff like that, things have been unpredictable. But like, like when the Jags beat Buffalo, it wasn't like Buffalo had a bunch of injuries. They just played bad. Yeah. Well, hey, remember when we said it like a couple months ago, this is going to be like the NBA pretty soon where, you know, players will take a day off here and there if they want to. Um, or baseball, you know, you, you, what are you going to play every game? Um, not unless yeah. you're the Cal Ripkins of podcasting like us. Yeah. I don't uh, know if I could say that. <laughs> We're more like the Eli Mannings of uh, podcasting. Sure. He sure. had like a, he had like an Ironman streak for a while and, but, but ultimately is terrible. Like was pretty bad. Just happened yeah. to have a, he like lucked into a few good wins. <laughs> I feel like that's what we are. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> you excited for cam? I am starting him this week. Wow. Well, that's a good uh, strategy because you have McCaffrey too. Now last week, I know that that was uh, a bit of an annoyance. I was so mad. I was so <laughs> mad because I had picked up cam. I had picked up yeah. cam off the waiver wire because I saw this coming and um I was like, I was like looking at the scores. Like I wasn't watching the game and I keep on seeing Cam Newton score touchdowns and I have McCaffrey and DJ Moore. And I was like, why? why? And then I, when he scored the second one, I was like, you have to be shitting me. I thought for sure I was going to lose the week when I was yeah. like, oh man. But then of course McCaffrey got his yards, got his receptions, was his normal, you know, dominant self. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited to play him this weekend because I mean, the alternative is like Trevor Lawrence and, he just hasn't been good. Yeah, um, not for fantasy or no, not really fantasy, in the NFL. Or real yeah. life, yeah. Um, that might turn around. I don't know. Um, I hope it does, but I'm excited to have Cam now um, because my other quarterback is Big Ben. He's in COVID list. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hasn't been that good either. Um, yeah, I think Lawrence will be good. I mean, he eventually. Cer- yeah, he's certainly poised. He's got the talent. We know the skills are there. Um, you know, as long as he doesn't get spooked by his yeah. first, uh, you know, it doesn't season. look like he's spooked out there at all. No, it just kind of looks. So. It just kind of looks like you know. I mean, once again, like his best wide receivers are Marvin Jones. I mean, DJ Chark's pretty good, but he got injured. Hey, he's got Dan Arnold to throw to. He's got Dan um, Arnold. They traded for him, didn't they? Um, I don't know. I think uh, O'Shaughnessy's coming back anyway at some um, point. So Arnold's shelf life might be uh, coming to an end. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it'll be, I, I, think, I think he'll get better as the season goes on. I think, you know, same thing with like Justin Fields and, you know, when Trey Lance – and you know all that uh you okay over there yeah i just uh had a brain fart (laughs) (laughs) uh but like i I just think uh i just think doing this experiment with a rookie quarterback i was hoping that trevor lawrence would step in and just be like not great but good real good and he just hasn't been for fantasy purposes especially so i think it's just um it's just time and i think if they go out and draft a wide receiver with their first round pick next year then maybe you know he's a guy in a dynasty league he's the guy you know you obviously probably want to hang on to even in a keeper league maybe yeah i think there are uh you know bright skies ahead for uh trevor lawrence in um a dynasty uh for example so don't panic or anything like that 
um, super flex mid range keeper league like us, who knows, you know, maybe he'll, there'll be some value in the off season. Um, or maybe it'd be one of the kind of things where, you know, he's draft getting drafted at like the QB eight next year. And you'd want to trade your QB five because you can get more value for your QB five, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just, I just think, uh, especially in a league like ours, I think a lot of people this year, uh, got enamored with these rookie quarterbacks because it was like this is such a good class and I just think you have to uh, be a little careful like in a keeper league and especially with the two quarterbacks I think I would have been more uh, it would have been a smarter move to maybe go with a guy that had a little bit better track record at that pick um, yeah. you know I think I would it would have been a little bit safer and I think in the, going ahead in the future um I just think that's what you got to do unless they're like put in a situation where they have all the weapons, but that's just so rare. Yeah. That's just so rare. I mean, maybe people are looking at Mac Jones like that, but like Mac Jones was probably a quarterback. You could have waited a lot longer than you would have had to for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Jones. I don't, I think barely got drafted at that point. Like his hype kind of just started to build in August. And even, Um, even so, like, I mean, he's been pretty good. He hasn't been great or anything. Not for fantasy. Yeah. I think the team has been a lot better. You know, the Patriots have been really good and I think he's getting hyped up, you know, just because of that. So, um, and they looked great last night, man, they did the poor, poor Falcons can't get it together. (laughs) No, but they, um, they're really, they're really, I mean, they don't have a running back. Their number one wide receiver is gone. Yeah. Teams, it happens teams, to be the same person. Yeah. Team <laughs> or, oh no, that, and then, yeah. And Cordell then, Patterson and then Calvin Ridley's gone right. too. And then um, teams are just double teaming pits and saying, Hey, beat us. Yeah. And it, the Falcons just can't, you know, Matt Ryan still doesn't look terrible. It's just, they can't protect him even like, I, yeah, it's sad over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I know. The I Patriots feel like it's really broke them. <laughs> they did, they did. I know, and I feel like we t- we might have taken some shots at Matt Ryan earlier this year, um, and it's really not his fault, I don't think. But uh, he's not really helping the case. Um, I'm I'm surprised they have as many wins as they do. I feel like they should be actually worse than they are, the uh, Falcons. But um, they're not actually a pushover, which is still kind of surprising, but still pretty terrible. I'm excited about Cam though. I'm excited to see what he can do. I think he has a lot to, I think he's like, has that kind of like, you know, like I want to prove people wrong sort of thing. He's back in Carolina. Um, he's got good weapons. Like, I, I think that's, it's kind of exciting. It might not work. He might be bad. Like it might all be bad, but um, I'm excited about the potential of it. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to be throwing the ball. Last time we saw him really throw the ball. It wasn't great. Um, he's obviously still a, a very dynamic runner and strong yeah. and yeah. powerful and kind of just can't be stopped by the goal line. So yeah. I can see why, like when they signed him, he immediately got that package. Um, yeah. And he yeah, scored oh, those, sure. those two touchdowns were his first two plays in the in the yeah. league this season. Yeah, were the that's first. pretty cool. That's pretty it was cool. great. Yeah. It was, it was, um, he's amazing. But I do feel like when he was in New England, like they didn't have a wide receiver one there. Like they really. We talk about Jacoby Myers. <laughs> All right, you're making a yeah. face at me. Yeah, point point proven. <laughs> um, but like they have, I mean, he has DJ Moore, uh, Robbie yeah. Anderson. 
uh, two guys that can really get downfield. I mean, I, I think, yeah, but the problem wasn't with the receivers last year. Like, it's not like the receiving core is that much different this year. It's better this year in new England, but um, he couldn't throw the ball last year. Like he just couldn't throw the ball down the field at all. Um, there was still something wrong with his shoulder, I think. So until, you know, we see yeah, him rip, see it. Yeah. ripping the ball. Like, I don't, I'm not going to believe that he can actually be a thrower uh, again, like, like he used to be. Well, I guess for my sake, I just have to hope so. <laughs> well, it might be fine either way. I mean, look, you could be accounting for four plus touchdowns a week with those two players between McCaffrey and, and Cam. And maybe that's the way you have to look at it. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the first week with this goes, because I'm going to play all three of them for sure. And more too. Yeah. Yeah. More. Yeah. I got them all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Deandre Hopkins is out for week 11 and Kyla Murray is a game time decision. Holy moly. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I was thinking about rolling out Kirk, but now that Murray's a game time decision, I don't know mm. because it's between Kirk and Devonta Smith and New Orleans has been allowing a lot of points to wide receivers fantasy wise, but uh, they do have Lattimore who really um, can shut down the team's best wide receiver. So I'm thinking maybe they're going to stick Lattimore on Smith. So I'm a little hesitant to, you know, although Smith has been great the last two weeks, I haven't played him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think I might have played him the week before, but I definitely didn't play him last week. Devonta week Smith, before. yeah, Devonta he, he Smith. has been he has been great uh, the past two weeks. Uh, a lot of touchdowns, three touchdowns. He had basically the same stat line or, or the same amount of fantasy points. Um, yeah, it's just the week before touchdowns. he just had more yards and mm-hmm. more receptions. Um, right. Yeah, uh, so it's a tough one. I might, I might, if, if Murray's a game time decision, I might roll with Smith. No, no, I'm thinking about it now. I guess we'll probably wait till 9 a.m. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, Pacific time. Yeah. I mean, I do feel like this, this point in the season, like to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, is kind of really true, especially with these um, Cardinals. Like, what did they start out like? eight and oh or or seven and oh or something and they've they've lost um they lost one and the rams lost two in a row um so yeah i mean obviously anything can happen but i just feel like these are like the dog days of the the nfl season like right before the stretch run happens you know yeah 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 it's 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 if you're gonna take a week off if you're gonna take a week off to heal up like this is the week to do it or last week or maybe next week because I've been reading like a lot of these guys that are injured, like their teams are on a bye next week. So, you know, sometimes it's just good to get that extra week. If you don't necessarily need to like have your team at full strength to win or be competitive. Cause I think there's some teams out there that like can rest certain guys and still be very competitive. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, obviously I don't think Arizona wants Colt McCoy out there, but um, I think they can do without DeAndre Hopkins for an extra week, um, and still be successful. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, Hopkins hasn't been that great and he's been out, uh, for a few weeks now. And so they're in Seattle this is an important game for them though. Yeah. Um, another division. I think Kyler will probably play. Mm-hmm. I think he will probably play, 
Yeah, um, I think you're right. And maybe uh, Hopkins, well, Hopkins is out. So. Hopkins is out. Yeah, I, I just think they've been spreading the ball around there. Like AJ Green's had some good games. Uh, Christian Kirk's been pretty consistent. Um, Rondell Moore's had some blow up games. Um, and then when it comes, and then, you know, Chase Edmonds, uh, Connor, there's like a ton of miles to feed in terms of fantasy points over there. And some games, you know, they just score a lot of points. So everybody gets fed, but it, it, I don't think there's that, that every game dominant player on that team outside of maybe Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Hopkins hasn't even had a hundred yard game this season. No. I mean, and he, you don't necessarily need it in a PPR. You have no, he's you know, been okay, 60 some though. yards and five receptions and a touchdown. You're good to go. You know, that's a good game. But, but yeah, he, he hasn't been his dominant self. He's got seven touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, he's made up for his lack of, uh, you know, what you expect from yards with a, a healthy amount of touchdowns, at least. Um, you mentioned Rondale Moore, Adam. I wanted to bring up a trade I made this week in a dynasty league Ooh, um, uh, with with friend of the show Mike Craffic. Um, oh. Yeah, and um, this is that your, dynasty your alter ego. <laughs> yeah, this is that dynasty league um, that he runs. I think it was fr- friends from back home, and uh, and I famously had the first pick overall and drafted Najee Harris. Famously. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so i i have like a plethora of running back depth in this league and um i started off good i think i was like two and one and then now i'm two and eight but Ooh. that was that was expected like i didn't expect to yeah. compete yeah but it was i think i've seen it, that team yeah yeah it's not a good team i'm still rebuilding it from when i took over it, it looks a lot better now than when it the way it looked uh, a few years ago I'm really rebuilding it from the ground up. And it's been a lot of fun. I have to say, um, I suggest anyone out there who's interested in a challenge like that to take on a situation like that. It's kind of fun. Um, but anyway, I just traded. It is sometimes fun, um, in a dynasty league, but I was also picked up a team in that dynasty league and I had it for a couple of, Oh, it is a different one, but like Mm -hmm. I had it for a couple of years and it was just so hard to dig yourself out of the ditch of such a bad team because there were teams that were so good, you know, and it's a dynasty's league. So you can't get any of those really good players off of them. Five-year and plan, buddy. Yeah. I just didn't have the patience. I guess I was in too many other leagues where I was like, fuck this. I was just like, I'm out. I'm it's sorry. A, yeah. It's a different kind of challenge, you know, it is. like you know, I think when I took over this team, my best players were Larry Fitzgerald and Devonta Freeman. And this was like three years ago and they, and they were still bad then, you know, but I traded yeah. them, if, you know, for a draft pick, you know, so I slowly started drafting. Well, um, I got some talent now. I had Josh Jacobs. And uh, so my, my running back depth was Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, Cam Akers, Zach Moss, Miles Gaskin. Um, I have Singletary as well. Um, so a pretty decent running back core. And this is like a standard scoring league, basically. So I, I like the running back depth, but again, I'm not competitive. And this was a, one of the reasons why I was considering taking ETN over Harris before ETN's injury this offseason, um, because I just thought ETN was more of a next year or two years from now, he's going to help me because this team isn't maturating yet. You know, yeah, is that the word or maturing yet? Yeah, because Harris is like Harris is like amazing this year, and he's probably yeah. going to be amazing next year. But yeah, like, when you were ma- talking about taking ETN, I was like, 
Well, I mean, yeah. this is obviously before he got injured, but I was still yeah. like, ah, thank yeah. you, Harris. Harris, I, think, I was saying, I was actually yeah. said to you, Harris or Chase. Those were the yeah, two guys. No, and, you, and you're right. And I'm glad that uh, that it worked out the way it did where I got Harris because he's been great. It's obviously more value, more um, trade value if I was to move him at this point, which is actually something I would consider right now because, again, I'm two and fucking eight and not not probably going to compete next year too, unless Trey Lance, who I drafted this year, starts next year and he's really good and Akers comes back and he's really good and Harris and then my draft is good. So again, it's a five is going to be, end up being a five-year project to even be competitive again. Um, so I'm excited I, about it. I actually really like it. Um, but I, I traded I hated it. I, hated it. <laughs> I traded Josh Jacobs this week for Rondale Moore, the uh, Arizona Cardinals um, rookie receiver. And yeah. this was kind of a deal, a, a similar trade I was trying to make in the offseason where I was trying to trade Josh Jacobs for a second round pick. And I was eyeballing um, Devonta Smith or Rondale Moore, obviously mm-hmm. Bateman, but he probably would have went. Um, or there was one other guy, Oh, Terrace Marshall from Carolina. I was sort of hoping to get and use Josh Jacobs as a trade piece because he's been in the league a few years. I don't know how much longer he's going to be playing, uh, well to where he has value in a dynasty league as a running back. Like it might, it might not be any longer, you know? Yeah. And you, I mean, you can see that in Arizona, they have two aging wide receivers and, uh aj green mm-hmm. and um deandre uh, hopkins deandre mm-hmm. hopkins so i you know i think you know kirk and rondale more of the future there and obviously uh I think kirk Tyler, is a free agent but uh yeah so but they might keep him they might mm-hmm. keep they him could. you know because I, I think you know i don't know did aj green sign a multi-year deal i'm assuming I think it, was it was just a one-year deal yeah i thought it could be it's you know everything's pretty i mean much if i was arizona i'd probably try to keep kirk um but he's been good yeah yeah so I, yeah rondale moore might become the guy there at some point he's definitely mm-hmm. dynamic yeah. um he kind of reminds me of bateman a little bit mm-hmm. uh, yeah good, you know kind of like uh you know like uh um debo samuel and i look like these guys that can run with the ball they're dynamic they're not necessarily the fastest guy in the field but they can get away they have nice burst you know they're just you know, this new breed of, of wide receiver, um, mm-hmm. kind of like almost kind of reminds me of like Steve Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know? yeah, yeah. I, I could see what you're saying. Yeah. Very they can work um, in multiple, explosive. multiple routes, patterns, things like that. I, you know, the, I, I like all those guys, you know, I'll, I'll tell you Bateman. Yeah. Bateman's really impressive. Uh, impressing me, um, his route running, just efficiency. Really yeah. think this guy is, um, he's tough. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a. I mean, Steve Smith is actually a pretty good comparison because I think he's a really great route runner. I think he's a yeah. almost like a tactician out there, yeah. um, efficient, and he's like twenty, he's twenty-two or something. Break, like this break is, tackle stuff like yeah. that. Get yards after the catch, get that yak. Uh, but man, once again, how good does Debo Samuel look out there? Oh my god, Debo Samuel looks great. Yeah, electric, oh my god. absolutely um, explosive with the ball in that's, his hands. Yeah. That's so crazy. That is so crazy how, you know, he went down. Then Ayuk was like out of control towards the end of the year last year. And mm-hmm. well, now they have the two, both those guys. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if Trey Lance turns into something that that could be a team that's real tough. 
Yeah, and Shittle Kittle still too, who's playing oh, uh, yeah, really don't well. About Shittle Kittle, <laughs> and, and they um, seem to be able to get their running backs no matter who's back there to produce. It doesn't matter who's back there. I know? agree. There's they, like they four or five guys. guys. You know, because it's a scheme thing. It's a scheme thing, yeah. and you know they they get that 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 zone run blocking scheme going that uh, um, Shanahan likes to implement and. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys just get going and then that frees up all their wide receivers or they get those wide receiver runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Debo had that nice run for a touchdown last week. Yeah. I was, I was all excited about because it didn't go to Kittle. It's exciting. Um, uh, now, obviously one thing that we spoke about in the um, off season was if Trey Lance were to take over and really when he's going to take over that team, um, how does that change the, um, target distribution between Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Shittle Kittle. Um, I think for now, those three are safe as long as they're playing. Obviously, um, when Jimmy G is out there, Jimmy G doesn't want to throw the ball a lot, like they don't love to throw the ball, um, but they're really efficient when they do. And those three players are freaking awesome. And Jimmy G can get them the ball. Um, how long does Jimmy G last? Like, I maybe look at the standings to, to see when uh, Trey Lance is, is going to see some, some real action this year. I don't, I, cause I don't, I don't think he's gonna personally, I don't know why he's gonna um, unless he, unless our, uh, San Francisco is like, okay, well we're mathematically out of it. And right now they're four and five. So they're still a ways away from being mathematically eliminated. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I see at least another month of Jimmy G, which, I, what's the problem there other than not developing Trey Lance uh, under fire? And, and, you know, he probably is developing I and mean, he's learning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he, they, I mean, who knows what these scouts know or these analysts know, but they said he was the most raw of all the rookie quarterbacks. So, and I think that's kind of uh, always the, the thing they say when they come out of a smaller school or like not a power, you know, conference school, uh, you know, that's what they said about Josh Allen. Oh, he's so raw. Mm-hmm. And uh, it did take Josh Allen two years to really get the hang of it. But you saw once he came in, like even when he was, uh, you know, in his first year, you saw the talent, you saw the pot- potential, you saw the arm, you saw the speed and the arm. Exactly. It's just like, getting to know the playbook, getting accurate. That takes mm-hmm. time in the NFL because these these second these guys in the secondary, it's a different whole different speed of game. And especially the and the and the DNs coming off the line coming at you and the tackles coming through the center, um, the linebackers, everyone's faster. Every, yeah. everyone's bigger. And that's you know always the trick for somebody who comes from a small school or a division two or division three school is they haven't seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And you can't teach it until you're out there doing, it. I mean, you can learn in the practice in practice a little bit, but yeah, you know, come Sunday, it's a different game and it takes some time, but yeah, Trey Lance is an intriguing guy. And in a dynasty league, you, you know, like if you have somebody who's, who's kind of struggling and is looking to make trades or like looking to get a guy that can help them right now, Mm-hmm. Trey Lance might be a really good target because they have all the weapons yeah, and they're going to for a little while. Yeah, absolutely. Play. Yeah. Make a play like that. If you can, I drafted Lance. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that, you know, this, this team matures at the right time together, maybe not in 2022, but maybe in 2023. Yeah. 
Um, and some of my receivers are kind of projects as well. The aforementioned Jacoby Myers, uh, you know, I love Brian Edwards who um, actually looked all right last week uh, for yeah. the Raiders. Yeah. Um, Kadarius Tony, I kind of lucked into that in the third round of this um, yeah. rookie he has, draft. He looks, he, looks, he looks good. He looks good. I like him. Yeah. I got no um, tight ends, but we'll get there, you know. It's tough. It's tough yeah. with the tight end. It's tough. And it's like, even when you get guys you think are good, like, unless you have one of those top guys, like, it's, you're, you know, you're still kind of swinging for the fence mm-hmm. there, you know, because it's very easy for them to have those two, three reception games with no touchdowns. And you're like, and they only have like 15, 20 yards. And you're like, Oh, but you've been playing so well, you know, <laughs> like the guys like, like Higby and Knox and Fryermuth and um, uh, who else? There was another one I was thinking of. Conklin. Uh, Conklin. Yeah, he was good uh, last Uz- week. Uz- Uzuma uh, yeah. in Cincinnati. Um <laughs> Is that how you pronounce the name? Uzoma? Yeah, I think so. Uzoma? Uzoma, yeah. yeah. So, like, I think all those guys have potential to have, like, really good weeks. But they also have potential to have stinkers, unlike, you know, your Kittle, your Waller, your Kelsey. You know, like, those guys are just locked in. I would say Evan Ingram's another one put that in that list that could have a decent game, you know, or a good game here or there, you know, but the potential of touchdowns. Um, He's looked good some weeks, but... Yeah, it's tough with tight ends if you don't have one of the really good ones. Yeah, um, to find somebody who's consistent. Yeah, and it's tough with that Giants passing game. Um, I never know what the hell's going on there. It seems like oh. they're they've well, got a million I mean, guys and they're always hurt and someone's coming back. Yeah, always and hurt. And yeah. Jones is out or he's in, and who knows? Like I, re- I really was interesting. I, I wanted to think about a way to get Sterling Shepard on my team, but I couldn't think of anybody to drop. And then I'm also like, I also never know what to expect even if he is playing yeah. like when would you feel comfortable starting him no no not I unless he put together like two good weeks in a row and then there yeah. were injuries on the team and jones was back and it was a good matchup it really have to be a perfect That's, storm yeah i don't know who to trust in that offense like outside of saquon if he's healthy yeah and he yeah. hasn't been i mean I don't, I don't even know if he's coming back this week yeah it seems like he is going to um yeah well i mean but but if he like, doesn't yeah. Get your dial, get, get your uh, Devonte Booker uh, ready. Yeah, he. I mean, Devonte Booker was good. He hasn't in, been. He hasn't been too int- bad. He wasn't yeah. bad. Like he's sufficient. You know. Yeah, I just remember picking him up. It might have been last year when um, Barkley went down. He was just terrible. Like it was just like, <laughs> like you know, fifteen rushes for like thirty some yards, no touchdown, like one or two receptions. I was like, why did I? what i thought this guy you know just like he's just bad so i just figured yeah. that would be the case this year and this year he's been actually pretty good it's been okay yeah been okay. i think i i think jamal in a talent scale in case you're wondering um i i figure jamal williams is a little bit better than devonta booker um, oh yeah but better they're basically sure. yeah in that same kind of range i think jamal williams on new york would be better than oh yeah booker um but yeah it's yeah um, you know who's been great? My waiver steal of the year so far is Daryl Williams. He's been Darryl, good. He he's really been has. really good. And uh, it's going to be interesting. Like, I definitely don't think I'm going to play him the week Edwards Hilaire comes back. I think we talked about this last week because um, I want to see. But, like, I think he still might have some value there because he just catches the ball so well and he blocks so well um and, well and i would definitely hold on to him yeah he's oh, i'm not hold. getting rid of him i'm not getting rid yeah. of him but i'm just talking about actually starting him like if edward solar is back this week 
probably not starting, but if he's not, I think I have to, I'm definitely going to play him again. Yeah. I would definitely um, hold at this point, watch uh, what's going on with Edwards Hilaire. It seems like Andy Reed today did not say whether or not Edwards Hilaire would be activated for a week 11 against the Cowboys, but I mean, did I think say they have that a buy, he had a good week. Do they have a buy next week? Do they have a buy next uh, week? That I don't know. Yes. Yeah. In week if, if 12. They do, so yeah. maybe, so maybe he comes back in week 13. And honestly, like, uh, I know Edwards Allaire was like a, was he a first round draft pick? His first or? round pick. He was our first yeah. round pick at the end of the bit first of a reach, round. a bit of a reach. If he, he hasn't, me. Yeah, he hasn't been that good. He hasn't no. been that good. No. Daryl Williams, Daryl Williams though. He's been good. Yeah. I mean, talent wise, I would say they're pretty even to be honest. So yeah. like, yeah. I, I don't know, like, you he's, know, and this, like, he's been like, I think the biggest thing was like, he's not the greatest runner. He's not going to yeah. get like, he's not going to get a hundred yards rushing, but he has been catching the ball. He seems every week to get more and more of a connection with uh, Mahomes. And like, I feel like the better um, Williams has been playing, the better well, Mahomes has been looking, you know, the, that, that was, you know, their best game together. And they looked like the whole offense looked like it was really clicking. Well, he's definitely been better for the Chiefs than Edwards Hilaire was earlier in the year um, because yeah. the Chiefs started clicking a little bit um, last week versus Las Vegas. So if that continues again next week, expect that to be the trend, you know, and maybe all of a sudden Edwards Hilaire is um, sort of the handcuff to Williams. I mean, I, I wouldn't get carried away with Williams's talent, though. I don't think he's great either. Oh, like, no, I, no, I don't, Edward, I don't think so either. I just Edward's, think there's a connection yeah. there between them, yeah. at least in the passing game with yeah. him blocking and him being over. Like, I mean, that catch he had in the end zone last week was just sick. Yeah, I mean, no worse than Damian Williams, who was great in the Super Bowl that year. Exactly. Um, I think it's on the same the level. I think it's yeah. on the same level. I think, you know, uh, he just kind of stepped in and just replaced him, you know? Yeah, he's an all-purpose guy who can catch and run, and so and block, that has value. And yeah, and he's, he's not good, bad, yeah. Yeah. you know? So. so, yeah, I think as long as Edward Tolera is sitting, I want him in my lineup. All right. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoy your week 11. I hope you win. Um, I know I'm going to win and uh, just start my steamroll through the playoffs uh, this week. Here he comes. Uh, so thanks Choo-choo. for listening, <laughs> everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take that bullshit. Hey.